Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to another Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kalinowski, and we're learning today Tractate Yoma, page 53, a really interesting page full of law and lore, and, and some of the lore comes from the law with respect to the ancient incense in the temple on Yom HaKippurim. This is part of our ongoing discussion of the incense. We learned that you cannot omit a single element in the incense, or that's the death penalty. You also have to put in some sort of plant called Ma'alea Shan that makes the, as the name suggests, the ascending smoke, makes the smoke from the incense rise directly straight up to the ceiling, then when it hits the ceiling, curve back around in a kind of, I guess, pyrotechnic sort of moment. In the course of that, the rabbis examine the principal verses from Vayikra 16, Ki be'anan al for I appear in the cloud over the cover of the ark, or v'chisa anan ha'ketoret et ha'kaporet, the cloud of incense will hover over and cover over the golden ark cover. And in the course of this, the rabbis identify the positive and the negative commandments, where exactly is to be derived a, a death penalty for, for messing up the incense, or, or exactly where does it say that one, where does it imply that one must do it in a certain way and must put in this ma'aleashan. In the course of that, that brings them to a discussion of the most famous guys who ever did the incense wrongly, uh, and that's Nadav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron, who, you'll remember from earlier in the book of Leviticus, brought strange fire before the Lord, which God had not commanded, on the day that the tabernacle was dedicated in the wilderness, and they both got zapped. In fact, Vaikra 16, Leviticus 16 itself, is said to uh, be uttered after the deaths of the two children of, of, of Aaron. This, this raises in the rabbi's mind the interesting question, why they got put to death if the mitzvot were only said after they got put to death? You pretty much have to tell somebody if they're, if they're about to do something wrong, so the rabbis expound those verses, and they, they conclude that in point of fact, there was no death penalty on the books, so to speak, when Nadav and Avihu were, were zapped for their uh, misprized incense. If so, how come they got killed? The, there are many midrashim which offer all kinds of explanations for what they did wrong. Uh, perhaps they were drunk, perhaps they were dressed improperly, perhaps as the Torah would just seem to imply, they just weren't commanded to do what they, what they uh, actually had done. But our page today gives an interesting answer. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't expound wrong. They, uh, they didn't do anything wrong ritually. The only thing that they did wrong was that they didn't consult with Moses. They expounded the verse correctly. They knew correctly. Because it's based on a verse earlier in Leviticus, the children of Aaron should place fire on the altar, and they correctly interpreted, says our page, though the fire does come down from heaven to ignite the uh, material on the altar, 
mitzvah lahavi min hahediot. It is proper to bring human-made fire as well. Now, I happen to think this is amazing, uh, because it's a real uh, expression of something deep in Judaism. Fundamentally, we don't expect God to do to do uh, miracles alone. We don't expect God to make the world run right alone. It's mitzvah lahavi min hahediot. You have to bring from human beings the material to make it work. And Nadav and Avihu were technically right about that, says our page, but they didn't consult with Moses. In fact, they usurped his authority, uh, and that's why they got zapped, at least according to our page today. The Talmud next takes up a new topic. The Mishnah on the previous page had said that when the Kohen Gadol leaves the Holy of Holies, he goes back out the way he came and then offered a short prayer. Goes back out the way he came. The Talmud understands this to mean that he didn't turn around 180 degrees and turn his back upon the Ark and the Holy of Holies and walk out front ways. Instead, he backed away. Uh, and by the way, to this very day, you see this all the time. People, you might see people at, at the Western Wall, people don't uh, turn around. They instead back up. This, our page here today says, that a student backing or a student leaving the presence of his uh, his teacher or her teacher, I suppose, should not uh, should not just turn their butts towards the teacher. They should back away gently. And the poskim, the legal authorities, say this is why you're also not supposed to turn your back to the Torah. Um, in most of our synagogues, when the Torah is in an ark and the door is closed, that's another matter altogether. It's like, it's, 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 it's if it were the Torah were in another room, but, uh, but if the Torah were up in the front of the room, I think it would in fact be a uh, sign of something less than full reverence to turn your back. So, hence people do back away from the ark or back away from the Torah reading table instead of just turn on their heels and, uh, and turn their backs on it. Our page will also go on and say that the same thing is true in prayer, and most of you will be familiar with the fact that the Amidah, the central prayer, uh, people take three steps backwards. One is imagined, according to our page, to be backing slowly out of the presence of God. Um, and that's why we, at the end of our Amidah, on Ose Shalom Bim Romav, when you say, May God who makes peace in the high heavens make peace upon us and all Israel, many of us add the phrase, and for all who dwell on earth, uh, you turn initially, you take three steps back, you turn initially to your left, then you turn to your right, and you bow, because you are seen in the same way that you wouldn't turn your back on the Torah. The Divine Presence is seen to be right there with you, and uh, and you shouldn't do anything less than, than back away reverently. Alright, thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.